I'm a zombie. I've been bitten. You're listening to the Survival Podcast for zombie nerds everywhere. Zombies Ate My Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Zombies Ate My Podcast, episode 300. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me, as always, is the busy zombie lord, Lou Page. How's it going, Lou? 300, man. 300. Yeah, that's the number. That's what we're looking at, and we promised some fun, special, uh, cool stuff, and we are not going to disappoint, but I'm going to leave that until the main topic we'll get there we'll get there but before we get into our first surprise um i want to talk about extra life uh right up until the end of the year we're going to be taking donations and zamp fans can donate 50 bucks and suggest a zombie film for us to discuss on the podcast bit.ly slash extra life ryan and lou i'm not going to let you off the hook before we go into our next segment suggest a zombie film for folks to possibly donate for what do you got for us this week we could do we could do City of the Living Dead. Oh, what's that one? It's a Italian horror movie. That's all you need to know. You remember mm-hmm. the one we watched that was uh uh uh, uh the morgue the I can never remember. It's got Sleeping Corpse. It's it, one oh, yeah, title yeah. was Let Sleeping Corpses Lie, and then there was the the morgue at uh, the uh, yeah that movie. It's the same kind of idea that is that. Uh, you could also recommend the Prince of, John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness. It's kind of zombie related. It's sort of in the zombie family. Um, you know, the, it, Alice Cooper leads a horde of zombies to attack a church where there's a jar in the there's a jar that may contain Satan in the basement. John Carpenter goodness. I mean, come on. There's something we can watch something like that. Yeah. There's a there's a film that's going to get referenced later on in the episode, uh, Dead Alive. Um, oh, I haven't seen that in so long. Oh, yeah. I used to own that on I used to own that on VHS. Boy, am I old? No, no, you're not old. You're just having fun, and uh, you've been doing it for a while. That's what we're talking about. Um, yeah, so I mean, donate uh, fifty bucks and suggest a zombie film for us to discuss on the show bit.ly slash extra life ryan and again 100 percent of your donation goes to a great cause uh funding sick kids foundation out of toronto which helps um many many children in need so um yeah check it out bit.ly slash extra life ryan we'll have more zombie film suggestions from lou throughout the rest of the year i don't know if you noticed lou it's november and the year is almost over um oh my god <laughs> i don't know if you went oh to buy god. a coffee lately but they're all in holiday cups it's it's happening uh yeah no uh yeah so look forward to that uh next time you go buy a cup of coffee um now here's the thing uh we have a video game we're gonna discuss just just impressions just first impressions because i haven't quite gotten uh super far but uh before we start talking about what that is let's play this We are going to be talking about You Will Die Here Tonight, a brand new 
zombie themed video game that came out uh on halloween october 31st and this is a um top-down retro aesthetic and uh you are exploring the horrors of breckenridge hall in a pulse-pounding first-person combat adventure so there's like top-down and then when you're in combat you go into first-person mode uh, you're going to be scavenging for supplies, solving puzzles, and upgrading your gear. Sound familiar? Why, yes. Very much an homage to Resident Evil. It is an homage to Resident Evil with first-person combat that's really interesting. Um, the puzzles are so Resident Evil, you're going to have, like, whiplash. You're going to be like, wait, what? Um, uh I have I, I'm a little further than Ryan in it. I'll, I'll tell you right now, I am having a good time with it. Yeah, you, you're absolutely right. If you are, if you've played any previous um, uh, Resident Evil games, the puzzles here are, are going to remind you right away. Uh, for me, I've progressed through the what I would consider to be the tutorial level, and then into the first main level. Um, we're going to try to keep spoilers light, but I mean, there's not like a lot of spoilers. Um, there's there is a story but so far it hasn't really at least for me where i'm at hasn't fully unveiled itself there is a story much in the way that resident evil one has a story yes again like this game really takes the idea of resident evil one and applies like a new sort of twist on it i i think the fact that you're doing the top down sort of retro style uh running around that reminds me of like very old school resident evil but then the first person combat is like this perspective change um, as you're fighting zombies and it works really well. And uh, it works really well. I've only had two instances where I was like, wait, you want me to do what? Um, <laughs> I, I you probably either have not gotten there yet or you just uh, you're about to get there. Possibly. Yeah, there's um. I'll say this, like in the, the the first main level, you do get like a combat knife, which allows you to take on more weaker zombies and not have to waste your bullets because bullets are a resource. And um, when so there's there's also this other mechanic to the game that makes it very unique in that there's um, a little bit of a a rogue light where or a roguelike i don't know i always say i don't know which one is which but there is a scenario where when your character dies you'll every time you find some ammo sometimes when you find ammo you're given the option like do you do you want to pick this up and i thought like well of course i want to pick up it's it's ammo but then one of my characters died and you start back up and you pick a different character you get eventually you get a choice of six but in the tutorial level i think it's like um it's, it's canon two. Yeah, too. So when you die, all your ammo is left on your body and you have to you don't have to, but you can go back to where that person died and then pick up all the ammo and key items and stuff automatically transfer. I think there's even a moment where uh, in the tutorial level where after your main the first character dies, the second character's like, why do I have all these comic these giant comic books? And it's like he's he's an idiot. So they're actually like tomes. (laughs) um the writing's really interesting too but uh so they kind of play with that and there's a there's maybe like a time loop thing going on they don't they don't get into it at the very beginning but they hint at it um yeah but yeah the it's a really interesting mechanic they not only hint at it 
it's very heavily implied. I'm because, uh, like I said, I'm a little further than Ryan. I've died and time has kind of reset for me once. And when it happens, you're kind of like, oh, okay. And there's clearly some puzzles based on which party members you pick that will do certain things. There's some interesting ideas. I'm I'm very curious to see where it goes. Yeah. Yeah. So um tonight we'll uh, like I think we're we're getting there, but you know, we'll we'll just we're just gonna do first impressions tonight, but I think for our next episode it's gonna be our main topic um on episode three oh one. But like before we do move on, I, I did want to talk about like um I mean like the Resident Evil homage here, like this game was like built for this show. Not only yes. not only is it just this huge love letter to the original Resident Evils, uh, both from look, feel, writing, characters, puzzles, uh, even the combat, you know, like it, it kind of takes that like tank control from the originals and 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 has this twist applied to it where it is very much tank controls when you're shooting when you transition from the third person or the top down to the first person, that is you standing still and shooting. And then you can kind of move around. That was the one problem I had is when you're, um, there was a couple moments where you get surrounded and I think it's designed to kill you. Like the game wants your characters to die, you know? Yes, it does. Yeah. There is a couple of, there is a couple of fights where, there is no way you can win the fight unless you lose two characters. There's no way. Yeah. Yeah. I also found that there was like when you lose characters, the game is it's a teachable moment. I think there was a puzzle where I didn't realize what was happening until it was too late. And it was like one of those um, follow the follow the hidden item as we shuffle these things around. Yeah. And if you don't pay attention, and you lose track. You're going to lose one of your characters. I did not lose a character there. Oh, well, good for you because I lost one. Uh, And then there was, (laughs) (laughs) and it essentially removes one of the options. So again, like if you have three options and one of your characters dies, uh, you, you have that visual hint. Well, it's clearly not that one because there's a dead body next to it. Uh, But I really appreciated like the dialogue. So as you're, all the writing is really interesting. There's no voice acting. It's all dialogue. It's all written out. But essentially, like when when you start as a new character and you come back and you find, you know, uh, the body of one of your one of your teammates, there is some dialogue specific to that. And it kind of like flushes out your character and your or the character you're playing and their personality. It's even a, even in the end of the tutorial level, you're led to believe that some one of the characters might be like a Wesker. Yes. Yeah. And then by the end of that scenario, you it's revealed they aren't a Wesker, but. They definitely have a little bit more knowledge than everybody else else about what's going on, but they really don't know any more than you do. Yeah, I gathered that as well. There's definitely some mysterious stuff going on. Um, I'm really I'm really curious to see where it goes. Yeah. Yeah. And when we talk about it next week, we'll probably do full spoilers or at least we'll we won't hold back in terms of like story and stuff. But I. Yeah, we won't. I I think I think we can go without spoiling like the answers to puzzles and stuff. Yeah, or any like major spoilers. We'll we'll warn you beforehand, but we'll give you a much better outlook of what the game is like. Yeah, yeah, and we won't like we're not going to tell people the ending. We'll we'll just give our no. full thoughts. And- no, uh, I I don't know if you know this, dude. There is multiple endings. I did hear that. I think there's two or three, right? Uh, there's like seven. 
Oh, seven. Okay, well, I was wrong. Um, there's also some like upgrading. So we mentioned there's you can upgrade your gear. So I noticed that if you find a specific item, you have to have a specific character to upgrade the gun. Yep. And then that is then available to your whole team, which I thought was a cool way of doing it. There's a guy who's basically uh, a Chris Redfield, and he's like the weapons expert. And so anytime you find stuff you and you, you want to pick him, uh, anytime you find a weapon upgrade, you want to play as him next. I try to play as him last. That way, uh, that way anybody that's died, all the, all the upgrades are sitting on a table waiting for him to fix. That makes sense. So that my next playthrough, I get all the upgrades. Yeah, yeah. All good point. Yeah, I uh, I've only found one upgrade, and I happened to find it just before switching characters. But I did notice that, and and there each character has like a little, you know, role or line of what they do. So I'm assuming that some of that will come into play later on. Maybe not all of it. I don't need all of it too, but some of it because you want it to be balanced. I, I believe most of it does. Most of them you will run into a puzzle along the way or a problem and you need one or two of the specific characters to solve it. And if they're already dead, you won't be able to solve that puzzle. You could just move on and go on to the next thing. Um, I've had it happen once or twice to me already. Um, okay, interesting. Where I know I need somebody else to do it, but I've already lost them. So I know that I can use it. My, I'm going to use them to fix it my next playthrough. Cool. Now, uh, before we bounce out of here, we should talk about what we're playing this on. It's available on Steam. Uh, right now, it's available for, I think it's $20 US. and Yes. Uh, $26 Canadian, so whatever that works out to be. Um, and uh, I played it on, I've been playing it primarily on Steam Deck uh, in docked mode. And it it's not Steam Deck verified, but it works It works well. I've had no issues yeah, so, uh, it, I I have not played. I've been playing it on my laptop. I have not tried it on my deck yet, but uh, everything I've read said it ran great. So that was probably going to be my next step with it. Yeah, and I'm playing with a controller too, so it has full controller support as well. I am really enjoying it, and I can't wait to uh, dive in for for more and talk about it uh, on our next episode. So look forward to that. Now let us move into the next segment. has completely devastated over 150 of the world's major regions and then is spreading rapidly. All right. Continuing the video game trend. Uh, let's talk about this. Uh, the day before has been delayed yet again, now launching in early access as there may be unforeseen circumstances. So the game is, is launched. So it's launching December uh, 10th, I think, is their goal. It's going to cost, or December 7th, it's going to cost 40 bucks. Uh, Steam Early Access, which I think is the right move. Honestly, I assumed it was launching in Steam Early Access. I had no idea that they were kind of like labeling this as a full release. Um, yeah, Lou, like, I know I we've talked know. about this game. <laughs> this game yeah. is going to be a train wreck. There's... <sighs> There's something about it that there's there's, a, there's another controversy I think isn't it with this game where they're putting out trailers for it using they're they're reusing the in-game things to remake trailers for other games in this game or something and I was like what are you doing Yep Yeah it is um it's interesting because the, well so in our Discord there's been a new article like every other day about this game and it's it's had its fair share of issues from as you said like using 
recreating popular trailer styles like Grand Theft Auto V and uh, there was a couple others in there. Last of Us uh, was in there. And like, I'm, I, I'm, I, I can, I get that. I get it. I understand like once or twice. Ooh, that's a really cool homage. But like multiple, multiple times is like, okay, guys, like. If you're spending that much time making the trailer, maybe just make the game work. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that, I think there's just, there's something odd going on. And the game has had a lot of, look, like game development isn't easy. Stuff's going to come up. A lot of things are going to happen. Personally, I don't plan on picking the game up when it launches in early access. However, Me I. either. Well, that shouldn't, and again, it, that should not surprise anyone at home. But I think for either of us, but I think that like when it does launch, we'll be we'll be watching it. We'll be talking about it. Um, It sounds like they they want to build this really fantastic zombie MMO. Um, I want it to be good, but it says like it just it's it's tough right now because all we have are trailers and just the various news stories of how they're struggling. Right. Um. I mean, December 7th is only about a month away. Uh, we'll probably learn more between now and then as to what that game will look like, but I'm keeping expectations low. <laughs> I imagine this thing is going to launch in a state, to say uh, the least. I, yeah, don't be surprised, because the same develop te- development team that made this is the same development team that made Prop Night and the publisher. It's exactly the same team. And I have never played Prop Night, but... I've heard I, when it first came out, I heard nothing but good things that it was super fun. It was it was a blast to play. And then they've slowly tweaked it and tweaked it and tweaked it. And now if you go to its reviews, it's like this game was good two years ago. Don't play it. As a developer, that's not something you want to see. I mean, like, here's the thing. It could launch and it could launch in a great state and everyone will love it. Um, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't hold our breath. You know, yeah, I'm looking I'm looking at the dev right now and like every game they've got listed on Steam. There's now negative reviews being like, yeah, not finished and was abandoned, not finished and was abandoned. Um, That's not a good track record. to have. No, no, it's not. Um, Well, we'll continue to report on it and we'll let everybody know uh, how it is received uh, come early December. But uh, something we're going to have to wait quite a while for is the second season of The Last of Us uh, on HBO. It is expected to enter production in early 2024. Now, this was uh, previous to the news that happened this week that the uh, actors strike has ended with a tentative deal. This was sort of uh, this news came from the Writers uh, Guild strike ending uh, earlier in November. But this is uh this is good news and kind of in line with uh, I think what HBO was aiming for like maybe they were always aiming for like a late 2023 early 2024 start date um the scripts are being worked on from what I understand um but yeah like it, it looks like it, it looks like um it looks like we could be seeing the last of us uh season 2 launching in 2025 at some point if that, that if that's about out. what I expected it came out beginning of this year it took about two years of production time before both pre and post production for it to come out if they started the script working on stuff now and they do filming next year i'm guessing mid 2025 
And that's not a bad thing. Yeah. I'm I'm content to wait. Like take your time, make it great, like like make it as great as the first season and take your time with it. Uh there's no rush. Let's move into our main topic and uh yeah, it's uh it's this. When there's no more room in hell, the dead walk here. You hear that? Oh man, you stopped at the best part when I was gonna start breakdancing. <laughs> Alright. Welcome, Lou, to Zomemories 2. This segment of the show is basically gonna replace the need for anyone to listen to episode one. Uh oh thank God. <laughs> I had uh, I had pitched this back to Lou uh in, in summer, I think, of like we're going to, for 300, we are going to not re-record, but update our Zom memories after 10 years, 10 plus years of doing this show. Yeah, I think you brought it up. I think we were like 10, 8 or 10 episodes from getting here, and you were like, yeah, we got a plan on this. And I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I went back today and I listened to Zamp 1. I got some clips. So they've been uh, they've been cleaned up. You know, there was some background noise in episode one. I don't know if anyone noticed that. Oh, boy. And I, I mean, honestly, it wouldn't I don't even want to think about it, but it wouldn't surprise me if like the first 50 episodes, if not more, have. They, look, they're not going to be as clean as these episodes you get these days, because I actually uh, know how to edit and. and um, Well, OK. And all, that. all right. So I sound horrible in those beginning episodes. I don't think I sound good now either, but I sound way better than I did for listeners to know at home. Uh, when we started this show, I was living in a studio apartment over a garage, but and my landlady was a ninety, it was a ninety-year-old lady, <laughs> and my wife was in literally a bed ten feet from me, trying to sleep while we were recording most nights. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I'm literally talking to Ryan, and my mic was such crap, I had to hold it with my hand, and so I'd be like, "Am I the right distance from the mic?" Is it picking up my voice? What's going on? It was garbage. Yeah. And I think um, in terms of microphones, like I had the Yeti, the original Yeti uh, from my, from Gamers In. So I had a mic coming in. It was my second podcast. Um, and Lou, I think you were maybe like 10 or so episodes from buying like the Snowball, right? The yeah. Yeti Snowball. I, would, I, think it, I think it was like 20 episodes in I bought a Snowball. Yeah. You wanted to make sure that we were going to do it, right? You don't want to buy a hundred dollar. Not, not that snowballs are expensive, but I was like, it's a fifty dollar. It was like a fifty dollar investment. I was like, I'm not investing fifty dollars of the. I'd done podcasting before a couple times, and everything ended like two episodes in. And I was like, I'm not investing if this is going to fail. Lo and behold, I'm on my like fourth mic, and we and we've been doing this for ten years. Yeah, we've been at it for a while, so. Um, having listened to episode one, I would say like, yes, there was, um, some technical difficulties. You heard that at the botched intro. And I think our first episode, even if you, if you go to the show notes, there's even like an apology of like, yeah, there was some Skype issues. So, uh, but we'll fix it for our, I think we had recorded a couple episodes. Yeah. Skype. Skype. Uh, is, is that even a thing anymore? It is a thing. I do not miss it. I am just so stoked i remember when discord launched i was just like okay this is it this is this is the app i use forever on for everything um but it was like our first episode was uh there were so first of all there were four of us the show was hosted by bob 
Uh, Bob and his friend Rick were in the same room while recording. Um, Bob and Rick <laughs> no longer do the show with us, but they are they were on episode one and, and in many episodes after that. They are with us in spirit. Yes, of course. And and they are still doing great things out there. We we hear from them on occasion, so they're uh, uh, we I hope they're recently, well. I I recently just talked to Bob. So oh, perfect. he's good. That's good. Yeah. I knew they're both I know they're both doing really well, so you know, we wish them all the best. And I know they I know they occasionally think of us and we hear from them and, and stuff. We're all still zombie fans. Uh but episode one had the four of us. There was it was our first episode that had all of our sort of topics. Um Zombie news, topic of the week, which are the two that we kind of still have today. But uh, we also had weapon of choice and dead decision. Those didn't last more than what a year or two. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think dead decisions fell off before weapon of choice. I think the issue there is that they were like they were creative moments where it you could certainly tell if someone had forgot to do the homework, and um, we were all guilty of it. And not only that, but it was also a lot of a lot more prep work. And I think I and I think most of us didn't have a whole lot of kids at the time. Nope. I, uh, well, Bob did. Bob had kids. Yes. And maybe Rick, too. I can't remember. I think Rick had I think Rick had one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, it was a so it's a good. But honestly, like as I was uh, as I was listening to the episode i thought originally i was like oh man technical difficulties this is pretty rough but i gotta say lou like as i got through it as i as i continue to listen i can understand why people enjoy you know the banter we have on the show because like once we got into it you could definitely tell it was an episode one it was the first time we were all recording together we did not record a beta episode we did not record an episode zero that didn't get released that was the first time the four of us sat down to talk about zombies and record it. In all honesty, I think it was the first time we even heard each other's voices. It might, it might have been. I, I got the sense that we had maybe done some extra life stuff previous. Uh, we talked about a lot about Left for Dead, um, and uh, yeah, so it was. So like, it's a good episode, but I wanted to make sure we clipped out some of the fun moments so that if folks were like, "Man, I really, I really." You know, episode one's no longer on like the uh, the RSS feed. You got to listen to it on the episode or on the you got to listen to it on the website or download it from the website. Um, And so I wanted to kind of provide that. So first of all, a warning for from the news segment. <laughs> so when that first episode that released, uh, we were talking about World War Z. The movie hadn't come out yet. It had just been announced. We knew nothing about it. And uh, I got to say, fans of the book, I'm surprised people who are fans of the book actually continue to listen because like all of us were like not too keen on it. <laughs> I hadn't even read it at the time. Uh, I still haven't I read it. I've yeah, read you it. had. But like we were all kind of like, yeah, it's good. But, you know, but but I got to say, though, we had very high praise for the audiobook. We're big fans of the audiobook. Um. We talked a lot about Resident Evil 6. Uh, I didn't clip any of it, but Resident Evil 6 had either just come out or hadn't come I don't think it had come out yet because honestly, we were being way too positive about it. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I think I think when when we started doing this, 360 was at the the peak of its of its of its uh, it was at its peak. It was about to die as new consoles came out. Um and I think I think Resident Evil 6 had been, was announced the first year we did the show. 
It was released a month after we recorded that episode. So we just had okay. trailers and gameplay to go on. Yeah. And I won't lie. I don't like that game, but no. it did look good. It did. Yeah, it did look good. It's plot's not awful. It's just bad gameplay. It's very bad gameplay. Um, well, you know what? Here, I've got some uh, I've got some clips and we can kind of work through these and then we're going to talk about our zombie memories, too. So here's some clips. Uh, this one's um, called Bad Poutine. Let's listen to this. May it be a zombie or you may have had a bad patch of poutine. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there was that one time. <laughs> you can definitely tell I have the old mic there. So, uh huh. Yeah. Uh, oh, we, and I thought this was funny. We were talking about Resident Evil. Um, Resident Evil 4 came up because Resident Evil 4 is a, it, we're all big fans of it. And it had been out for a while when we when we recorded that first episode. But to think like this year we got the remake and it's it's kind of funny to to look back at, at these conversations. So this is about the bad guy at the end of RE4. Because yeah. the, the boss was that that weird guy with the cape. Oh, yes. The weird guy with the cape. I'll remember the weird guy with the cape. I hate that. <laughs> the weird guy with the cape. Uh, there's also, oh, uh, spoiler alert for, for this one here. Spoilers. He's the end boss in every one of those games. Was talking, we were talking about Wesker and whether he was yeah. in, in the games. Uh, this is a classic clip that I think uh, I think Bob had clipped out and he had used on occasion. That's the exact reason, is because people are too curious. They walk up, it's like, what's wrong with you? Are you okay? Hom nom nom. Oh, no, now I'm a zombie. That's how it spreads so fast. I mean... Yeah, people are stupid. <laughs> Rick always Rick always had, like, the perfect uh, follow-up to any sort of comment. Like, you know, uh-huh. we, I think at that moment we yep. were talking about the... Um, there was a news story about, like, an art installation where people were dressed as zombies in the New York subway... And nobody, uh, nobody cared. And, and we, and I was talking about like, yeah, the, the problem with most zombie genres is like, you do have those folks who are like, Hey, are you okay? And like walking up to the clearly zombified person and then getting bitten. That's how, that's how everything sort of, uh, sort You're of giving happens. me ideas on what movie I want to make, make you watch next. Well, there's probably plenty. Uh, mm-hmm. this one's about, uh, two wrongs don't make a right. Yeah, I mean, if there's anything I learned in kindergarten, two wrongs don't make a right. They make a left. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> I've never heard that one. <laughs> Again, Rick with the with the excellent follow-up uh, uh, there. Um, oh, okay, this one's good. This one, uh, so our one of our original bumpers had the, um, I think it was for either, I think it was for Weapon of Choice. It might have been Dead Decision. I think it was Dead Decision. It I had am very the, glad you're not playing much of me. No, well, I'll get there. So, oh god, I, no. Yeah. So this is uh so I think this is part of the bumper from Dead Decision that has the Left for Dead sound, so I thought this was a lot of fun. That music is music from my nightmares. I hate that sound. Which which <laughs> Every time I hear that when I play that game, I'm like, "No, run away." I want, I'm going to get in behind her and shotgun her in one hit. Guys, just, just we got this. We got this, we got this. She's eating my face. Idiot. Don't fucking shoot the witch. Come on. <laughs> it's that's that's music from nightmares. It is. It's uh very creepy. <laughs> it has been so long since I played Left for Dead, but honestly I, I do remember It hasn't been that long, man. We played uh we played some Left for Dead 2 when they released that last map 
thing that came out recently oh, in the last right. year or two. Yeah, I remember that. Um, but like, I feel like you you always remember the witch, uh, the witch character that you would have, and you you basically had to tiptoe around it. But you always had those players that wanted to go up to it and just try to kill it in one shot. Um, no. Yeah, you're not supposed to do that. I think I was specifically nope. referencing um, an extra life moment where Rick may have done that, or or Bob. Yes. I can't remember. So. It certainly wasn't me. I'm too smart for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh well Lou, you uh you cursed yourself because you said I'm you were glad I don't have a lot of clips. So this one's uh this one's a Lou clip. Is it wrong that the rest of the movie doesn't disturb me, but the scene where the zombie mother has her ear fall in her pudding and then she eats it is made it so that I can never eat pudding again? <laughs> so Lou, the question it, becomes It is still the it is still the case, and I know exactly perfect. what movie I am referencing. Yep. Which movie is that? That is Dead Alive. Yeah, exactly. Um, Dead Alive came up. I think there was a lot of conversation about uh, some of the the grossness in that film. And I think that discussion on episode one pretty much made it so like, well, I'm never watching that. And then I think I made you watch it like five years later. I can't remember. See, this is the thing. Maybe I blocked it. Out. Maybe I never watched it. It's a Peter Jackson movie. It can't be bad. I don't think I watched it. I really don't. Uh, well, so, then that 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 will be changed then. Yeah, we'll probably have. I to just do gotta that. find it streaming somewhere, man. I'm that sure movie it's is hard to find. It's gotta be. No, on Shutter, it is right? not. It, it's it's oh. not on Shutter. That movie is hard to find. Okay. I swear, Peter Jackson is trying to hide it so that you just go watch his Hobbit movies and you forget about it. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, well, this one's uh, well, this is a, this is a Bob one, I think. Um, here we go. Like, it just clicked. Resident Evil just made it click for me. Dude, you just sold out your mom for buying you a game you were underage to play. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, now the police are going to come get you. Uh, <laughs> so, classic mode where you're a kid and you want to play a game and it's uh, rated M or whatever it was back in those days. Can I be honest? Yeah. Uh, this this goes to show my age versus the rest of you when we were recording this stuff. Because... That never had to happen to me. I was always old old enough to buy mature games because I was too old. Resident Evil PS1, you would have been 17. You would have been old enough to go in and buy it yourself. I was 16. Okay. I was 15 or 16. I bought it myself. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. I remember um, Resident Evil specifically. It wasn't the game. The game was... Uh, I, I The first one I played was the GameCube remake. Um, and I think I was... I'm, I should have been old enough. Maybe I wasn't. Maybe my mom bought it. But uh, I was old enough where it wasn't like a big deal to be playing it. Um, but you still probably couldn't walk in and pick it up off the shelf. But I do remember the fact that uh, like theaters, uh, the Resident Evil movie, when it came out, I wasn't able to go see it in theaters because it was rated R. Um, so maybe then. No, I, I only ever enough. had that happen to me like. I'm old enough that that happened to me, but that happened to me like for like maybe one year of my high school experiences where like I couldn't get into an R-rated movie. But I had been going to R-rated movies for years. And then all of a sudden there was like a year where movie theaters were like, no, we can't let you in. And so I used to just sneak in. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, I think I ended up seeing Resident Evil at at a drive in after Um, another film. The the one time I remember that it happened was, was when the movie Blade came out with uh, Wesley Snipes and a friend of mine and I went to the theater 
Um, and I was able to drive, I believe, at that point. And so we were like driving to the movies to go see it. And when we got there, they tried to turn us away. And I remember his parents, my friend's parents, were like Christmas shopping or something near where we were. And he mm-hmm. called his parents on my cell phone because I had a cell phone at the time. Um, and his parents had a cell phone and they were like, what's wrong? And they're like, we're trying to get into this movie and it's R and they're telling us no. And his dad was a judge and his dad drove all the way over and was like, no, they can go. <laughs> and we got into the movie that way. But that only happened to me like three times as a teenager. Most of the time they just let me in. Yeah, we um, we just didn't go to the movies if it was rated R. I don't think uh, I don't think I ever snuck into a theater because I know like the classic thing is to like buy a ticket and then walk to the other. Here's a question for you. Yeah. Was was face off? Um, was that R I, with Nick Cage and John Travolta? That was R, so. right? Yeah, I would think so. It was so. a John Woo movie, so I'm I'm assuming it was R. I bought tickets. I bought, got tickets for that, and I was like twelve. <laughs> and they let me in. I don't know. How do you find? So I'm kind of. It's funny. Like ratings don't even kind of. They don't even come anymore. up anymore. No, it's not as. It's not like it used to be. Um, you know what? I don't even know if there's an easy way to. Oh, fourteen A. So what for? It's fourteen A now. Now maybe when it came out, it was it was something else. But yeah, fourteen A. Um. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. I watched it. There's a trailer playing. And it's like, oh, my God. Um, well, here's another one. So uh, these are dead decision clips. So dead decision for folks at home was a, a, a segment we used to do where someone had like a scenario and then whoever was whoever they would call out would have to like sort out the scenario. And I and I think, honestly, our first one was was really good. And it kind of set up the segment to be like, oh, man, it's going to be like this every episode it was it was rick's scenario and um it was it was so much work (laughs) yeah it was work and and it just it was tough to make it entertaining you know uh i think that's where it kind of went we were we decided like look let's stick with what we're good at which is like talking about what we love which is the news and the movies and tv shows we were watching um but that first scenario, so Rick had, had handed it to me. It was me, of all people, having to make a decision between um, Bob, who had weapons, and Lou, who had food but was bitten. Uh, and they were both trapped. You could only save one. It was like that classic Spider-Man. Choose, Spider-Man. And um, Lou, <laughs> Lou was playing the part of this person who had been bit and I was kind of freaking out. It's like, why would you tell me you were bit? Why won't you just tell me where the food are is you're going to die anyways. And, and, and then Rick kept saying like, well, you don't know if he's been bit. He could just be saying that. And I'm like, I, I just couldn't, my brain couldn't handle it. So there was these two moments where, uh, <laughs> I remember this moment now. <laughs> Lou is playing the character. So here we go. Lou, where's the food? I'm going to put you down. So the zombies don't eat you. Let the zombies eat me. Really? <laughs> You're weird. Okay. <laughs> if you if you've listened to this show long enough, you know that that was going to be my answer. Yeah, I don't. I don't think did Rick give you the scenario ahead of time? I can't remember. No. Okay, so it was all no, fresh I, for everyone. The only thing I think he knew was I think I knew I was going to be somebody with food and that I was possibly bit. I think that was the only thing I knew. Okay. Cool. Uh, and it wasn't a yeah. done deal. It was like you might be bit. 
And so yes. I just ran with it. No, you did. You did fantastically. And then at the end of it all, when, when the dust settled, uh, this happened. Lou is crazy, obviously, because <laughs> see, look at that. He's giggling. He's crazy. <laughs> oh, man. Fun times. Um, so, uh, OK, this next one, uh, the other segment we had was weapon of choice. Now, this was a segment where um, we had rotating guests or rotating co-hosts would pick a weapon and share it with the group and we would discuss it. Now, Lou, what do you so and the first weapon was me. Now what what comes to mind? What what do you remember is our first weapon? And, Fire and knowing, extinguisher nunchucks. And that is exactly what I thought we were gonna get, but it was not that. Not You're, no, it's not. That's like episode five. Yeah. So well, yeah, it must have been my second weapon because the first one was not that. No, I think the first one's good. I think it's clever. Yeah, it works. So let me explain a little bit. Uh, I decided that uh, I would pick something I have readily available in the house, and I wanted to pick something that would inspire uh, interesting and, I don't know, funny conversation. So I picked beer bottles. Beer bottles. I thought that that was what you were going to say. I thought I, I remember that was one of the early ones. I couldn't remember if it was episode one or, like, episode, like, six or seven. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm trying to remember. So the last of so yeah, the last of us wouldn't have come out yet until the year after, right. uh, which heavily features beer bottles as a both a weapon and a distraction tool. So kind of ahead of my time here when it really comes down to it. Um, although it quickly unravels, uh, not in like necessarily a bad way, but like it 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 gets picked apart, rightfully so. Rightfully so. This is this is kind of a clear example of like the unpreparedness of like why why would I think beer bottles was a good idea? So um, it kind of it it goes places. So there's a so there here's me trying to determine like well I could use it as a stabbing weapon and yeah. So here you go. If they're not through the door quite yet and you have like need a stabby stab, you can kind of just you know. Have so, you ever smashed an empty bottle? No, Ryan? but I imagine it works like just in the movies. Not ah. at all. Really? It just shatters in your hands? Oh, no, no, no. It doesn't break. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I, loved, I love this realization of like, oh, man, I'm getting schooled here. I mean, it will break. They will break. But the amount of force it takes to break one, is you go, oh, it just shattered into a million pieces. Yep. Yeah. Um. And again, like this is this is the moment where I'm like I'm realizing like oh I picked this weapon our first episode and I've completely like, botched it. Like honestly, man, it would have worked as a as a as a blunt weapon to somebody's head, but yeah. not as a cutting. <laughs> well, it's so funny you bring that up because uh, this this it, we next talked about this. Can you imagine Ryan sitting in his house like <laughs> that won't break? <laughs> You're more likely to use it as a club weapon and it would work for a while. So there you go, Lou. Past Lou is, is just as smart. I don't even remember saying that. That's awesome. Yeah. Now you, you took care of it. I, I think this, and this is what was so fun because I, I feel like probably those first 50 episodes where it's the four of us, you know, talking, not like, I know, I, I know our recent episodes are different in both are, are different in a good way, but like those, those first hundred episodes where it's the four of us, the the first you know, the good first few years of the show, like it was just the four of us just having fun. I wasn't even a big zombie fan. I just happened to like, nope, like I, zombies. 
I think we I think we should clarify. So the whole reason the show existed at all is you do a show that you still do now, the gamers in. Mm-hmm. And I used to hang out in the chat room all the time back back in the day. I don't have time now. Um and you had mentioned post show in chat talking to me and a couple other people in there you wanted to do something other than gamers and you wanted to do something different and something came up about movies and we had said something like no movies been done before and i remember saying something about liking zombies and my screen name is always about zombies so something came up about zombies and i remember specifically you saying like i don't know enough about zombies maybe you could teach me something and then uh I believe Bob and Rick were both in that chat room. And by the end, in, in like an hour, it was like the four of us had agreed. Yeah, we're going to do a zombie show. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was a, I didn't realize we would actually do it. I remember having a conversation with my wife at the end of it. And I'm like, so, hon, I think I'm going to be doing a podcast with uh, about zombies. And she was like, yeah, of course you are. Whatever. Let me know when you're ready. I'm like, All right. <laughs> And yeah, and that was kind of how all of this started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what was it like? I don't even think it was. I don't even think it was a month later. It was like two weeks later we recorded. Yeah, we moved pretty quick. We had uh, we got our name, which is sort of a play on "Zombies Ate My Neighbors," which was uh, which was a zombie game I played as a kid uh, on the Super NES with my brothers. So we got "Zombies Ate My Podcast." We got the domain. We got some art. I have. Um, I still have like our original Google doc that we all sort of worked into. It's not a huge document. It's a one pager of like what we wanted to do with the segments and stuff. Um, but I know I have the post-it notes that I sort of drafted uh, a really bad looking logo uh, and sent it to our good friend, Joel, who we commissioned to create the artwork that again, we still use to this day. And um yeah, like it was it was very, very quick. And I know we've done these reminiscing, you know, uh, I think 250 we did it. Uh, but because we're biweekly, like 250 might have been like four years ago, maybe two years ago, two years ago. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, yeah probably. Um, but yeah, it's a and I've, I've still got more here. So I don't I don't have this one labeled here, but it's it's just weapon of choice outro. So I'm sure it's me saying something stupid. Let's hear it. No, I like the beer bottle. I think it's a really good first choice for our first episode. It's uh, it's different. I would have never thought of it like you know for a topic, but I like that. It's very yeah. Canadian too. We like our beer. Yeah, maybe you drink a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's Rick. He's he got me. Um, okay. Well, you know what? Uh, now's the Zom memories moment. So. What I'm thinking we do here, Lou, and I apologize in advance because I know you're not going to want to listen to this, but uh, it's it's only 30 seconds. You're, you're going to be fine. So I clipped out our ZOM memories that we you know talked about on the show because like this story is not going to change. And basically it is, you know, where we were introduced to zombies, our earliest memory of it. Um, I can already tell you what I'm going to talk about. Yeah. So, well, let's start with you then. Let's start with you. I was probably about two, believe it or not. Uh my mom left the TV running and left me in my high chair and Michael Jackson's thriller video came on TV and she came in to me basically screaming about dead people on the TV and yelling and she had to turn the TV off. And several years later, I watched it again and was like, I like zombies. 
and I've kind of been hooked ever since. There you go, Lou. Is that that's still your earliest recollection? That is the I I I I said several years later it was probably like a year or two later that I was like, "Yay, zombies." Yeah. Yeah, it I mean, was, uh, I mean, yeah. I mean for listeners that n- know because of you've listened to the show for a long time, my mom's not with us anymore. My mother till the day she died used to be like, "You and those damn zombies. I wish I never left you watch that stupid <laughs> music video." Oh. <laughs> I, uh, it is, I mean, it just goes to show how long we've been doing this, this show, but I remember, I remember, um, anytime it would come up that, that I, I think, and even when you had your, your kid, it was like, we would talk about like, well, when, when are you going to let your kid watch this or watch that? And, and I think like, as you were growing up, it's like, I was allowed to, you would, like you said, I was allowed to watch anything. So like, you know, uh-huh. as long as it's not traumatizing the kid, you know, it's, uh, I think it's. I, 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 I'm, we're trying to be good with my kid, but I'll tell you right now, my kid wanted to watch Nightmare Before Christmas the other day. And she had never seen it before. And we were worried that three was too young to watch it. By the end of that movie, she was like, again. Yeah. Isabel, my youngest, who's also three, loves uh, Nightmare Before Christmas and we'll watch it. So, so for like all of October, it was like, what movie you guys want to watch? We're going to have some downtime. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. It's like, all right, fine. We'll put on Nightmare Before Christmas. It's very rare that all three kids agree on a movie. So like if the youngest is good, it's usually pretty easy to convince the two oldest. But that movie's um, that movie. Yeah, it has moments. And I think it's like partly these are actually scary designs, but also like the stop motion just has that really specific yeah, feel no, to it. I, I was like, is this going to be my kid's uh, thriller video moment? Is that what we're doing here? Like yeah. that was kind of my thought. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it is a good movie, but, and you know, there are other uh, Tim Burton stop motion stuff that, that may not be as like as good for kids as that one is. That one is, is no, a kid's no. movie. So Yes. Um, all right, well, let's move on to uh, my Zombie Memories 1. Uh, you know, I actually didn't know what zombies were until about grade three. So, about, like, I was nine, I suppose. And it was around Halloween. And uh, basically, we were doing, like, this carpet discussion sort of sh- show and tell where everyone sits in a circle and they discuss their favorite Halloween monster. And someone brings up zombies and I'm like, in my head, I'm thinking like, what the hell are zombies? I mean, I didn't talk like that in grade three, but what are zombies? I guess I would think. And, uh, you know, just the the explanation of these monsters that feed off of kids or like, well, people. And it scarred me. I was like, oh my God, I've never heard of these things. What if there's zombies in my like, you know, at at my house or something? It's so scary. Um, And then after that, it's sort of just like. I don't know. It didn't scare me because it wasn't real, but it, I had never heard of this before. You know, when you hear something for the first time and it's sort of like, it, it just bothers you. Yeah. It kind of boggles your mind almost. Yeah. And I, I, I was like, a lot of people were surprised that I hadn't heard of it before, but uh, yeah, I, just, I lived a very sheltered life as a child. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I mean, that, that memory checks out. I remember very vividly like being in school at a quite a young age and at the age where like zombies because zombies when you think of halloween stuff it's kind of weird when we think about halloween as like this one moment where we 
are totally cool with subjecting our kids to like a, just a bunch of uh, of horror icons. Like I remember we went trick or treating this year and we were walking around and uh, my oldest, who's seven, went as uh, as he called it the scream guy. And um, I said to him, like, anytime someone, I said, no, you know what would be funny? Anytime someone comments on your costume, you say, yeah, I, I've seen all six films, you know? <laughs> and I, yeah, always got a kick out of that. I, I mean, I haven't even seen all six films. He's seen zero, by the way, for folks at home. Um, but there's just something about Halloween. We're at a young age. We're, we're celebrating this, 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 uh, this holiday. But like the, even the classic monsters, it's all pretty like gruesome, you know, like, you know, there's, there's killing and dismembering and, you know, bringing things back from the dead and sucking people's blood. And I think maybe the, the cleanest might be just like the werewolf guy. Like he turns into a wolf at night, you know, and forgets what he did. Maybe he eats too much Burger King or something while, while in the wolf form, you know what I mean? Zombies Mm -hmm. is one of those is like, this is literally like beings that are like tearing people apart and eating their flesh. Like it's kind of like, when it was described in class, I can now thinking back, I'm thinking like the teacher was probably like, let's move on. Let's not, we don't need to talk about this anymore. Cause like zombies is probably the most grotesque of them all. Right. It could be. I mean, I'm thinking about, so my first exposure to zombies was the thriller video. And I think short, a few years later, I think I caught night of the living dead on TV at some point. And it's black and white, and I mean, there's there's zombies in it. There's a and there's a, I'd say there's probably what probably a hundred zombie actors in that movie. Like there's zombies, but it's not like it's not like hot like it's not thousands of people. It's not the Dawn of the Dead remake where they look out in the thing and you just see see walls of people standing out there in zombie makeup. And I I'd seen zombie stuff, but everything was really like low budget small like in a house and there's like 10 zombies outside and we're we're stretching the limit of what we can do with 10 people in makeup or some weird italian horror movie where like three characters were a zombie like it was all really low budget thing and i remember being in high school i think i was a freshman and the kid sitting next to me in one of my classes said something about zombies and I liked horror movies. I loved and I and what I had seen of zombies. I liked zombies. Um, and he said, have you seen Dawn of the Dead? And I was like, no, but I've seen Night of the Living Dead. And he was like, no, man, they're in a mall and there's thousands of zombies and they're killing mo- zombies in a mall and it's gory and it's this and it's that. And my brain could not wrap around the concept of what he was explaining to me i'm like wait it's filmed in a mall there's thousands of zombies and they like when was this made and he's like the 70s and i'm like really (laughs) and he the next day this same kid came to me and brought me his vhs copy it was like you need to watch this and i remember watching it and at that point i was like no i'm done i'm in Hmm. I, I I I I watched that and was playing Resident Evil at the same time, nice on another TV, and I was like, "Uh, this is it. I'm done." And uh, after that, I rented the I went to the local blockbuster and I rented I rented Day of the Dead, and then I went and I I had, I think I had seen it before, but I I was little when I saw it. I think I had seen 
uh, Return of the Living Dead. But I, then I found out that there was a Return of the Living Dead Part 2. And I think I spent the next six months renting every zombie movie that my local blockbuster had. Nice. Yeah, and I remember, you know, that's kind of how we devoured the genre once we were old enough and our parents were cool with it is we would go to Blockbuster. And I've talked about this before. It was like a it was like a genre um, deal where it was like eight movies for eight bucks for a week. And we'd go to my cousins in um, that lived outside of town. We'd spend we'd spend a week there as a family and we just we'd go to Blockbuster and we'd rent these. We'd rent the Alien franchise. Then we'd rent Friday the 13th. Then we'd rent, you know, the zombie uh, Night of the Living Dead or Return of the Living Dead and just a selection. And that's kind of how I remember getting into it. I mean, when this happened, I was I, I was a freshman in high school. So that would have put me at what, 14? And I would still I was I lived within like almost walking distance of the local blockbuster. So I would literally show up at the blockbuster and there was a note in the file, just let the kid rent whatever he wants. And yeah. so th- I would show up and a few times they'd be like, We gotta call your mom. And like, I have the money. Just let me rent the movies I want. And they were like yeah, we got to call your mom. And then after a while it became, no, we know who you are. Just, we're just going to read to you. We know your mom's going to say it's fine. <laughs> yeah. We would usually have my dad, um, we would call Blockbuster and can you put aside, you know, this, this, and this, it was mostly video games. Can you put aside this video game? You know, um, it's you know, my funny. dad will be there. It's funny. That only ever happened to me with a video game once. And it was the dumbest game ever. Uh, or it's a great game, but it was like the dumbest game for them to actually put up a fight over. Um, have you ever played Parasite Eve for PlayStation? No, I'm familiar with it though. Okay, so it's like a JRPG with it's kind of zombie related. It's like people are getting turned into monsters. It, it they're not necessarily zombies, but this virus thing is turning people into monsters. It's very red. It's kind of like Square Enix did a Resident Evil type RPG game. Cool. But anyway, at one point, there is a point in the game where the woman who is starting the infection, at one point, she's walking around as a monster without a top on. It is not erotic in any way, shape, or form. Um, it is not a turn on in any way, shape, or form. And it's PlayStation 1 graphics, so it's really like not like it's sexual in any way, shape, or form. But because that scene is in that game... The blockbuster would not rent it to me. I had to make my mother drive all the way over and and rent it for me. And that's the only time that ever happened to me with a video game. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, man blockbuster. Man, I do miss it. I miss it so much. Um, well, you know, before we wrap, actually to wrap up, I thought it would be a, a fun exercise to answer a couple questions and basically talk about. Um, now that we've talked about like our intro to zombies and played the clips from over 10 years ago of our, our original recollection of, of our, first... how do we feel about them now? Yeah. Like how are we feeling about zombies now? Uh, how have, how have those feelings changed over the last decade, especially doing this show? I feel like this show has impacted me for sure. But, but Lou, like, how are you feeling right now? I, I almost feel like I don't want to speak for you, but I almost feel like you've, you we've been through a decade of the walking dead. Like the walking dead was like uh, three seasons in on AMC when we started the show. So like, I'm imagining that's probably feels like your feelings have changed, but I'm curious. Yeah. I want to hear from you. Like, where are you at? Okay. So I think everybody that lists the show knows I still like zombies. Um, my habits have changed though. 
Um, I used to consume anything as long as it said it had the word zombie. Um, but I've seen so much crap now. I've learned to be a little bit more picky and choosy about what I watch or play. Just because it has zombies does not mean it's going to be good. Um, and also, even if I hear something is good or interesting and I want and I but I'm on the fence about it. I usually wait until it's going to be a topic now for this show before I consume it, unless it's something I'm chomping at the bit for. Because um, if we're going to talk about it, I'd much rather go into watching it surprised than have watched it six months earlier and then we talk about it. Does that does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. That makes sense because I... I... I'm in the same boat where like, I think we're constantly on the lookout for content to discuss on the show. And, um, there's still a lot of crap there. Yeah. And I think maybe I've kind of like, uh, influenced you a little bit because I remember over the last five, six years doing the show, I would say like, yeah, there's a lot of crap, but there's also a lot of good stuff. Um, my argument, I, I had a bit of an argument with uh, with another co-host of mine about the zombie genre because we were talking about Daryl Dixon on um, our Dungeons and Diapers podcast, which is like sort of part parenting, part geek culture. So like some of the stuff that I talk about here kind of bleeds into that show. And we were talking about Daryl Dixon and I was saying, I really liked that, that series. And I tried to make the argument that the zombie genre, you know, people complain it's overdone. It's like, well, you know, if you're really just looking at the good stuff, it's very few and far between like one or two things um, a year. And I made the comment yeah. like, well, comic book movies, there's one, there's something new every, every month, if not every couple of weeks. And, and it's not of, always good. It's not always good. And he, he kind of laughed and he said, yeah, but you're talking about one specific part of a, of the horror genre, which is zombies, which has like a, a rule set. And I'm like, yeah, I get that argument, but still like, it's if you're a fan of zombies or like i guess i understand in the sense like if you're not a, if you're not big on zombies but you you enjoy it uh there's a lot it, it, there might be you might even consider just the good stuff a lot you know because there's in my mind one or two things that come out i think this year was the last of us dead space remake couple of walking dead shows Am I missing anything in terms of like really, really good stuff that came out this year? Uh, I hear that I have not heard good things about what was it? Did Dead Island 2 officially, is that out now? It did come out this year. Yeah. And I, 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 have, I, I didn't it, play it. I, I have not heard anything like I have not heard anything great about it. I haven't heard anything bad about it, but it just feels like it kind of faded into the, 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 the swath of all the content we have on gaming right now. Yeah. Um, Whereas when I remember when the original Dead Island came out, like that made headlines. Yeah. And that was a that was a game people played for years. And it feels like, I don't know, I think we need new stuff, not rehashings of 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 games again. I think I think we're all I think we need a new Resident Evil. And I don't mean that as in we need a new Resident Evil game. I think we need another game that's going to break the genre and do something interesting or different. And yeah. I don't think we get that. I think we're getting a lot of rehashes of here's an idea. I want to do this thing. Here we go. Yeah. And I mean, that works sometimes. Sometimes that's fun, but I don't think we get anything groundbreaking that way. Yeah. I also should have mentioned Resident Evil four remake that came out this year of, of course, which was, which was really good. And 
I mean, there's enough there's enough great stuff, good good to great stuff that we enjoy covering uh, that supports this show being every other week. Um, and and sometimes we have to get creative. We have to like come up with some topics or dive into the backlog of of movies or or what have you. But other times we get some really cool stuff like this. You will die here tonight. Video game that we talked about at the top of the show and that we're going to focus on next episode. Like you just got to be on the on the lookout for you know gems of of the genre. And I and I understand that to someone who may not be as subscribed to the genre as we are, but like appreciates it or at least like will uh, watch it when it comes out like the last of us or something like the last of us was one of those ones that felt like it kind of broke out of i'm a zombie fan so i'm watching this content i think the last of yeah us kind of, I, like, I will tell you out. right now uh i will tell you right now my mother-in-law is not a zombie fan she watched like the first two seasons of the walking dead and then fell off yeah. and was like uh it's the same every week and when Last of Us came out, I remember having a conversation at her dinner table over dinner where she was like, have you watched this Last of Us show? And I was like, yeah, it's based on a video game. And then her and I had this conversation about the show and she was like, it was really good. Do you know if we're going to get another season? And I'm like, we will, but it's going to be a couple of <laughs> years. And she was like, oh, OK, yeah. I really liked it. And I was like, yeah, like, like, I don't have that kind of conversation with my mother-in-law. Her and I talk about movies or we talk about weird movies, but she's not into the zombie thing. So it was weird for me to have a conversation about something zombie related with my mother-in-law. I was like, oh, wow, this really is mainstream. Yeah. Yeah, it broke out. I, I, I and, I'm, and you need that in a genre. You need it to kind of like reach new audiences. And I think The Last of Us succeeded in that. And I, I unfortunately, I think Walking Dead did that at first. Yes. Like its first few years. But I think so many people fell off right around the time Glenn died that yeah. they didn't get a lot of people back. And then they would do something else and more people would fall off. And I almost feel like that show did a disservice by lasting as long as it has. That a lot of people now associate The Walking Dead with zombies, but like not in a good way, as in like it's all zombie content. Mm-hmm. And there's so much different variety and stuff out there that's unique um, and not traditional in any way, shape or form. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, it can even be argued that a show that we do, Zombies Ate My Podcast, focused on zombies, doesn't cover everything. We try to touch on everything in the news, but we don't like deep dive on every video game, every movie, every TV show that comes out. Uh- I will tell you this. I remember in the early days of the show, I had a Google alert that would email me like every two or three days and it would search for whatever the year was, zombies, news, and there was like a dozen words it it Google searched for. And we used to get some weird news like Chicago is having a zombie walk. Uh, There's going to be a zombie kickball game at this is such and such a thing over here. This, 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 event, this sporting event is going to be zombie themed by the, all the players are going to wear zombie, zombied, uh, 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 jerseys. And like, we don't get that anymore. Like that stuff does not show up in our news feeds anymore. Um, I, I get, I, I, I think that the, 
I think everything is revolved around TV and clickbaity stuff at this point. Yeah. And that's kind of sad. Yeah. 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 You search zombies in the news and most of it is uh, the fact that Call of Duty 3 just came out or Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. Yeah, it's, it, it became it became I would say actually right around the time that Call of Duty Zombies and maybe a couple of other newer zombie games came out. It kind of flooded that news feed. I had to do away with that Google search because it just became useless. <laughs> Yeah, I, I also I also remember in the early days we used to spend a lot of time on IO9. Yeah, yeah, because IO9 had an entire tag that was just zombies. I could go to IO9, click zombies, and get like three articles. And now IO9 is not even it's still a thing, but it's like a subset of another website that's a subset of another website, and mm-hmm. it's not even like useful anymore. Well, I'll say this like for me. You know, how I'm feeling about zombies now is I I think I've continued the trend of like, I will subscribe and watch good to great zombie content. And I'm and I am totally fine as well of like, you know, dipping my toe into like the bad stuff, like for the fun of it. I think without this show, I wouldn't watch the bad stuff. Um, Um, I'm a little different from you in that regard. I will still watch the bad stuff if I hear something good about it or yeah. there's an actor or director or something, something that pulls me to it, but there's a lot of low, low budget indie stuff that just has zombies in it for the sake of zombies. And I just don't have the time for it anymore. Um, yeah. And now, now in my forties here and talking about zombies and I have a three-year-old when I want to watch something zombie related, I have to wait till the kid has gone to bed. I have to see if my wife wants to watch it with me or if I'm watching it alone, which usually means I'm watching it alone. Um, and then I've got to figure out a where, when I'm going to watch it and fit it into my schedule. Um, sometimes because I work from home, I'm watching whatever it is on a screen while I'm working and only kind of paying attention to it out of the corner of my eye. Um, I'm doing that way less than I used to. Uh, but uh, you know, it, it that's the kind of thing I had I've had to do in the past. And it it, it it deters from my enjoyment of what I'm trying to watch too. So I have to be picky and choosy about when I have my downtime. Sometimes it's after everybody goes to bed on a Friday night. I'm like, well, I could watch this X, Y, or Z movie I'm excited about, or I could watch this weird indie zombie movie that I think is gonna be really bad. And I have to decide if it's worth it for the show or if it's worth it for me to waste my time on it. And sometimes I'll give something 10 minutes and 10 minutes in. I'm like, nope, let's just move on to something else and forget about this piece of crap. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's a matter of, you know, finding the right content when you're in the right mood. And I, I, I think that's that's always been my take. And I mean, as much as my username and this show revolves around the fact that, you know, I am the busy zombie lord. I've always just loved horror in general. Um, I've loved horror as much as I, almost as much as I love zombie movies. You know what I mean? Like they go hand in hand in my brain. And having covered zombies as much as we have for the show, it's given me more of an appreciation when I find a really good horror movie. And I'm like, ah, this is what I wish zombies would do sometimes. This was a really good horror movie. Why can't we get a zombie movie that tackles the genre like this horror movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
No, yeah, for sure. I I um I think that I I think that, you know, this show really helps us curate what we're watching and and um, yes. it it makes it easier to sort of find the good, the bad and the ugly and and have fun talking about it. And I think that's that's always been my favorite thing about this show and and that hasn't changed since episode 1 and that like anything we're covering for this show makes it through a vetting process of Lou and I basically being like, is this going to be fun either for us in the moment or us when we're discussing it? Like I'll, I'll be watching stuff and I'll be like, Oh man, I can't wait to, I can't wait to discuss this on Zam. This is going to be a good one. It might be the worst thing ever, but there's been a handful of times where we've thought about watching something or talking about something. And one of us talks to the other and is like, yeah, I watched like 10 minutes of it. We're not doing it. Yeah, that's happened yeah. a handful of times over the years. Not too often. I mean, you know, but it does happen and um, it will continue to happen. But I I did want to I think like that's a good spot right there to to wrap it up. But I think that's that's some memories, too. And um, to to cap it all off, uh, I, I don't know if you remember this, Lou, but uh, Bob used to end the show every every week. This used to be a weekly podcast uh, every week with a with a clip from or a, a quote from the survival guide. So we don't do that anymore, but I thought I would uh, revive it one more time. So here we go. And we're going to leave you guys as we always will with one little tip from the zombie survival guide. And here it is. Knives do not need reloading. And there you go. Knives do not need reloading. Now everyone at home, there's no reason to listen to episode one again uh ever again because i think we kind of like not only did we summarize it here played some clips you know uh that being said the episode is is by no means being removed from the website i guess technically you'll still be able to listen to it but i thought wouldn't it be fun to give an updated episode one here with zom memories too so thank you for Thank you for coming with us on this journey. Uh, there'll be plenty more Zamp episodes to come. We've already got pretty much the rest of the year kind of like mapped out. But our next episode, as we mentioned, we're going to be talking about uh, You Will Die Here Tonight in a little more uh, detail as uh, Lou and I finish up that game. And then, of course, Fear the Walking Dead is running right now, uh, finishing up its final season. There are uh, six episodes uh, that they're going to be running, which is uh, a good, a nice solid small amount of episodes i love these shorter seasons um less is more i really feel and um maybe some other surprises that i forgot to tell lou about before the show so i can't even tease it because then lou will be like i have no idea what you're talking about so lou i'll talk to you about that after we finish recording (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah so stay tuned uh for that but that is gonna do it for our episode zamp 300 Join our Discord, bit.ly slash Zamp Discord. Some great uh, zombie news being posted in there. Some discussions about some of our favorite zombie movies. All that fun stuff. I want to thank our patrons at patreon.com slash zombies ate my podcast. We were just talking about this pre-show. Um, speaking of time, uh, we, we discovered that our Patreon was pretty much launched and never updated. Uh, so um, we have some ideas, and I know we've said this before, but our goal is to kind of not revamp it, but revitalize it in 2024 and, and give it some more purpose, streamline it a bit as well. We have some ideas that I think, you know, 
we got so few people that actually donated to us over the years that we just kind of gave up on it. And I think we've got some ideas that might bring make people at least appreciate some quality content we'd like to throw your way. Yeah, and goals have gone away on Patreon, which is uh, which is a new thing. Uh, and honestly, it's fine because our goals we had basically uh, were unsustainable for Lou and I. If someone came in and be like, you know what, I'm going to give you 50 bucks a month. Now you have to do audio commentaries, video game streams, and uh, bad zombie jokes. And it's like, okay, uh, can't I think do that. We were, I think we were just eager to get somebody to donate. Yeah, and we had a lot of lofty ideas. And honestly, we knew we knew our we knew how many listeners we had and we, we wanted to hit some goals. So nothing wrong with that. Um, but we will have more details on that in the, um, in the new year. Uh, until then visit our website, zombies, for show notes and all our previous episodes. You can send us an email and we may read it on the show info at zombies, You can also follow us on Twitter. You can find me at our Murphy Lou at busy zombie Lord. And don't forget to follow the show at zombies podcast. And finally, a quick shout out to Joel Duggan for the podcast artwork. Find more of his great artwork at joelduggan.com. This has been Zombies Ate My Podcast, episode 300. And as always, we close out the show with some fine zombie knowledge from the busy zombie lord himself. Take it away, Lou. You read that show note, the, the, that, that closing thing every episode. And in my mind, after 300 episodes, even though Bob hasn't been with us in years, I always go, and Bobbert F. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's what we're going to close out on. Aw. For Bob and Rick. Wherever you may be. Maybe you're listening to this. Hopefully you are. Here's a throwback. Incoming bad zombie joke. Lou, why do many zombies go to sleep early? They're dead tired. You, you got it. Okay, I'm going to scroll down here. These are like probably the <laughs> ones that are used the most. Um, what do you call a zombie that doesn't joke around? I know this one, but I can't think of it. Dead serious. Uh... Yeah. We'll do one more. Uh, where did zombies go for a family meal? Um... I want to say it's going to be some kind of like buffet, but I can't think of like the dead buffet or something. Headquarters. That's not really a good joke. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, All right. One more. Why do zombies love the fall? They don't have to get back up. Oh, no. Uh, Because everyone has pumpkin spice on the brain. Oh. Yep. Incoming bad zombie joke. All right. That's going to do it. Goodbye, everybody.